This morning we have a special guest that is coming to speak to us. He is a missionary that we support, and he is from Reach India International. His name is Dr. Philip Papu, and please give a warm LWC welcome to Philip. Would you come on up, brother? So good to be in the house of the Lord. What I have in mind to share my testimony, then get into God's word, I never wanted to become a Christian. Never say never to the Lord. I never wanted to carry this black book. When I became a believer, I never wanted to serve the Lord. I was born and grew up in a Hindu home. We were eight children. I'm the youngest one. Born as a Hindu, I want to die as a Hindu. That was my motto. But the Lord had mercy on me, and he saved me. At age eight, I kept on asking so many questions to my Hindu father. He's a communist man who believes there is no God. And I asked him, Father, tell me where is God? And he laughed at me and he said, my son, there is no God. Heaven and hell all right here. I kept on asking so many questions. <clears throat> Finally, he took me to a Hindu monastery, introduced me to a guru, and said, ask whatever question you have. So I grew up under this guru for many years. In that monastery, I became a song conductor. So I like singing. My guru was an instant poet. He could come up with, as he was giving lectures, come up with words, and we used to put that into songs and to tuning, and we sing, clap hands, and there were a kind of dancing going on. Everything get wild. Then the, the guru had a calling bell in his hand. He used to press that button, make it sound. Immediately, those who are out of control, they will be flat on the floor. That went on for many years. I enjoyed his teaching. But when I was 17, I left South India and I came to North India to look for a job and to join with my two brothers. At that time, I lost my guru, and I asked people, is there any religious people seeking God? Somebody told me about a cult known as Satya Sai Baba. So I joined with that cult, conducting songs, crying out all night, overnight, group of people, Lord, who are you, where are you? At the same time, we had another local deity known as Ayyappa, and I was instrumental in uh, building a temple back in, in Bihar. At that time, when everything was going well, I had a sister, she was 18. She got up in the morning, she went to the pond to take a bath. She had fits, epilepsy. And she fell face down, and she died. 
All of the sudden, my best friend is no more. I heard that news only after three days because I was far away from my home. That news really devastated my life. I stopped all my religious activities and I asked the Lord, <coughs> asked myself, what is life all about? Where is my sister? Why am I born here? And where am I going? And I wrote it down in a sheet of paper and I went to see my guru and I said, Guruji, please explain. He said, Tilak, we are human beings. We are born here and we will die. That's the end of our life. Again came back to North India and continued my temple activities. <coughs> I have a brother, his name is Pushpan. He is the first believer in our family. 55 years ago, he came to know the Lord. As soon as he came to know the Lord, he came to our home and told our parents and our community what he did, that he became a believer, and they gave him a choice that you can follow our tradition and live as a Hindu, or if you want to follow Christ, you must leave this home tonight. So my brother decided to leave our home and go with Jesus. And he joined with Operation Mobilization. And this brother was studying in England, and I was in North India, and he came through just to meet us. And he observed my life. After some time, he, he gave me a black book, Bible, thick book. He said, my brother, Bible is God's word and read. Jesus is Lord. You pray. God can reveal to you. Because my older brother gave me the Bible, I received it with respect. But in my heart, I said, forget you. <laughs> Who cares about this black thick book and I packed in a newspaper and I gave it to my sister-in-law who is a Hindu. I said, you just keep it. The emptiness and the longing started to grow in my life. I have a sister. She's a nurse. She got a job in New Delhi. So we were in Bihar and she said, why don't you come to New Delhi and drop me? It was a two days of journey in the train. I said, sure, I will come. One day we reached New Delhi, and I stayed with my friend. I went to the local temple, and I said who I am and what I can do. I conduct songs. We call it bhajans. And they were so happy to have me. They said, come, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you conduct songs. And I had a little job. Uh, with Lufthansa in the airport. I had one room rented in this busy city, capital of India, New Delhi. And that one room was my living room, bedroom, kitchen, and everything. I had lots of pictures on the wall. Even I don't have money to buy rice, I buy incense and burn incense and pray and asking, seeking, and crying out. Lord, who are you? Where are you? Slowly, I was getting tired of idol worship. Nobody forced me. 
but I believe my, my brother and others, they were praying. I was getting tired. I am praying, but nobody is listening to my prayer. One day, my sister came to my room, and I asked her, do you know religious people, they don't worship idols, they seek the Lord? And she said, yes. Why didn't you come to our prayer meeting? We don't worship idols. And she invited me. That was a watch night service in India. The believers, every December 31st night, they gather together, they thank the Lord, and they enter into New Year. So she took me to this watch night service, the prayer. That was the first time I am going for a Christian gathering. As soon as I enter into the room, just like the Lord arrested Apostle Paul, the Lord arrested me with a deep conviction that these people have something which I do not have. The joy and the peace of God was so evident in their life. Next day was a Sunday, and they took me to the church. I cannot remember what was the message, what went on, but this one thing I remember. I was hungry in the morning. I didn't have any breakfast. They had communion. I didn't have any idea about communion. They had one big bread. They were passing around, and they were taking little by little. Once reached to my place, because in, 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 in temple we give this known as prasad to everyone, you know, something we feed people. When it came to in front of me, I just took one grab. <laughs> and I just ate. And I was thinking it would be good if I get some water. Then I saw a man is bringing a cup. So the cup reached in front of me, and I grabbed the cup. Somebody grabbed my hand <laughs> and said, Brother, it is not for you. I was a little offended, but then later they explained. After the church, they took me to somebody's home. We were having lunch. They shared the gospel, simple gospel, that Jesus Christ died on the cross for my sins. If you believe in him, you will have eternal life, peace, joy, and purpose. Would you like to have that? I said, sure. And they said, kneel down and pray this prayer. And I knelt down and I prayed, Lord, come into my heart. I am a sinner. And I thought after this prayer, something miracle may happen, but nothing happened. There were four brothers were sitting there. After my prayer, they said, why don't we pray for Tilak? When one man was praying and I was experiencing like somebody was lifting a heavy burden from me. When the second person was praying, again the same experience, somebody just lifting my burden. The third person was praying the same thing. When the fourth person prayed, and I experienced like somebody just lifted the heavy burden from me, somebody just set me free, and the peace and the joy of the Lord descended upon me. That peace and the joy never left me. I was in New Delhi and I wrote all this to my brother 
who is in California, he's a seminary student. I said, you know, I became a believer and I got baptized. I'm reading God's word. When I read God's word, just, just fill my emptiness, that longing. And I found a lot of business principle in this Bible. We are kind of a business family background. So I wrote to my brother in California. I said, you know, I became a believer and I read Bible. I want to become a businessman, take some principles from the Bible and put into my business. And he said, no problem, I will help you out. Why didn't you come to US? So in 1986, I got the visa to come to this great country. I would say great country. As soon as I got the visa, and I said, India, you will never see me again. <laughs> Adios, amigo. I landed in California, Fresno, in a business school. Some American people came to my life. They started discipling me. I started growing in the Lord. I was a janitor. And late night, I used to read my Bible. One day, the Lord asked me, what profit a man if he gains the whole world, lose his own soul? I am a believer, born again. I know where I go when I die. But somehow the Lord gave me the burden. Used the scripture to give me a burden for my own people. Some believers came to me and said, Tilak, there is a conference taking place in Chicago. Known as Urbana Conference. Urbana 87, 1987. So we all went. And we were sitting in a big stadium in a college university stadium, 19,000 students. First day, Dr. Billy Graham came and preached from Isaiah chapter six. Whom shall I send and who will go for us? And the call of God came to me and he said, whoever want to be used by the Lord, stand up. And I just stood up. Then he said, those who stood up, come down, I'm going to pray for you. So around 500 people, including me, we were standing in front of Billy Graham. When he started praying, again the Holy Spirit of God broke through my heart and started speaking. And said, Tilak, do you remember that you said you will never go back to India? <laughs> you are going back. You are taking the gospel to your own people. And I surrendered the song we sang, Yes, 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 Lord. I totally surrendered my life to the Lord. I said, Lord, it is yours. That is the greatest decision I made. Giving my life totally to the Lord. No idea what I'm going to do. I surrendered my life to the Lord. Changed my major, went to San Jose Bible College. Then the proposal came from Lini's side. She grew up in New York. It was an arranged marriage. If you want to know more about, I can talk to you about arranged marriage. The Lord blessed us for the last 32 years. And four children, two of them got married. Pray for our children. Soon after my Bible college, 
I went to seminary in Columbia, South Carolina. Columbia Seminary, known as CIU right now, and studied three years. In 1996, I graduated with one-way ticket, three children. Our daughter was only five months old. Three children and 13 suitcases full of my books. We made the one-way ticket to India. When we went to the airport, the guy asked me, are you going to India by train or by plane? I said, sir, we are going back, and this is my books. And we stayed in one place for 27 years, and the Lord blessed us beyond our imagination. Many came to know the Lord. We thank the Lord. Please come and visit us. Turn with me to Book of Jonah. <laughs> it's really ordained by the Lord. And I heard that you just finished Book of Jonah, chapter 3, up to chapter 3. And I'm in chapter 4. But, but do not give up on this book. Go home and read and study. Great book. When I was in Urbana 87, Dr. Ajit Fernando was expounding this book of Jonah for four days. From that day onward, I've been walking with book of Jonah. <laughs> book of Jonah is walking with me, and I am blessed. Please turn with me to Jonah, book of Jonah, chapter 4. No, no, turn with me. Sit down and please... Turn your Bible, turn your Bible. Yeah, turn your Bible to book of Jonah. And take some notes, notebook, pen. Keep your eyes and the heart open. Let me read a couple of verses to save time. Book of Jonah, chapter 4, verse 1 and 2 I'm going to read. But Jonah was greatly displeased and became angry. He prayed to the Lord, O Lord. This is not what I said when I was still at home. That is why I was so quick to flee to Tarshish. <coughs> I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God, slow to anger, abounding love, a God who relents from sending calamity. Now, O oh Lord, take away my life. It is better for me to die than to live. Verse 10, look at that word in your Bible, in your iPad, or in your phone, but the Lord said, you have been concerned about this wine, though you did not tend it or make it grow. It sprang up overnight and died overnight. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people who cannot tell from their right hand, from their left, and many cattle as well. Should I not be concerned about the great city? And he asked the question and left there. There is no answer. That we need to give an answer to the Lord. So I put the title of today's message is Concerned God and Comfortable Christian. 
concerned God and comfortable Christians. And the Lord put that, that word right there, verse 10 and 11. You have been concerned. Verse 11. Should I not be concerned about the great city? Concerned God, comfortable Christians. Bible says that all scripture is God-breathed. It is useful for correcting, teaching, training in righteousness so that the man of God may be thoroughly equipped to do all the good work. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, it is your word. Pray that you speak to us this morning. Help us, Lord, to bring glory and honor to you, Lord Jesus. In Christ's name we ask. Amen. Matthew chapter 4, verse 4 says that man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God. Psalm 119, verse 18. Open my eyes, O Lord, so that I may see the wonderful things from your word. Sit prayerfully. Lord, speak to me like Samuel did. Speak to me. Concerned God, comfortable Christian. Bring your Bible, bring your laptop, iPad. As I read, you can go through the verses. The story took place in Africa. There was a little girl, she was a believer. But the professor or teacher was an atheist. So whenever the religious thing comes, he used to ridicule her, her faith, her belief in the Bible. So one day in the classroom, they were talking about Book of Jonah. And she, he said to her, how can you believe this? This is a tale. This is just a made-up story. How can you believe that a fish swallowed Jonah? Because fish throat is very small. It is just a story. And the girl said, sir, I don't know how this happened. But when I get to heaven, I will ask Jonah. <laughs> then the professor asked her, what about if he is not in heaven? Then the girl said, then you will ask him when you get to hell. <laughs> Many people make fun of this book of Jonah. It's a missionary book. First missionary book. God is sending somebody for a mission. David Livingston said, God had only one son and the Lord made him a missionary. Bob Pierce, who started World Vision, and he started the Samaritan verse too. Bob Pierce, one time, one day he prayed like this, Lord, let my heart to be broken by the things that breaks the heart of God. Lord, let my heart to be broken by the things that breaks the heart of God. We need to pray that prayer. What breaks the heart of God? People are going to Christless eternity. That breaks the heart of God. D.L. Moody once said, I believe the Jonah story because that is in the Bible. A fish swallowed Jonah. And Dilmudi said, 
If the Bible says that Jonah saw a fish, I still believe. Because that is in the Bible. And chapter 1, only in Darby translation and Hebrew, starts like this. And the word of the Lord came to Jonah. That means the Lord has been speaking to his servant, the prophet, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentation, Ezekiel, Daniel, Hosea, Joel, and the word of the Lord came to Jonah. Jonah means dove, innocent, the meaning. Four chapters, 48 verses, 1,328 words, 13 questions. And the last question the Lord asked. Chapter 1. Jonah running away from the Lord. Chapter 2 we see he is running back to the Lord. From where? From the fish belly. Chapter 3. Jonah is running with God. Chapter 3 verse 1 says that the word of the Lord came to Jonah second time. Second time, second chance is a possibility. But not third or fourth. The word of the Lord came to Jonah second time. Jonah is running with God and he obeyed. And chapter 4, Jonah is running ahead of God. The message was only five words in Hebrew. Jonah's message. 40 more days, Nineveh will be overthrown. That's it. The Lord told him to go and tell this message. 40 more days, Nineveh will be overthrown. Jonah disobeyed. Chapter 3, Jonah went. People repented. Even the king and the animals, they all repented. And the Lord did not destroy that city. That should have been the end of book of Jonah. Good ending. We can go home. But the Lord opened another chapter. Chapter 4. Just to get an idea about this man Jonah. The character of Jonah. A missionary, a Christian, a preacher who is reluctant to obey God. Dr. Tony Evans, he preached from this text and he put the title, The Rebel God Used. Why chapter 4? So that we could understand the characteristics of the book of Jonah. Three characters. Please, somewhere write it down, this character. Number one, unyielding. Number two, ungrateful. Number three, unconcerned. The character of Jonah. Unyielding, ungrateful, unconcerned. Now, Chapter 4, verse 1 says that, but Jonah was greatly displeased. 
I wonder sometimes, if the Lord cut my heart open, what type of character he's going to see? In Jonah's character, he was unyielding towards the plan of God. God has a wonderful plan for your life. Do not mess up. Do not mess up. The Lord has a wonderful plan for your life. Here, when the word of the Lord came to Jonah, he was greatly displeased. It says that he became angry towards God. He didn't like it. Look at his heart condition. Verse 2 and 3. He started arguing with God. I knew, I knew, I knew that you are a gracious and compassionate God. Slow to anger, abounding love. That's the reason I didn't go. Do you get mad at God sometime? Angry towards God? We are the clay. He is the porter. He can do whatever he wants to do. Do not get mad at God. And he is arguing with God. Angry with God, then arguing with God. When the Lord disturbs our life planning, sometimes we get mad at God, angry with God, do not. Billy Graham preached in 1942, this message, 19, uh, 1992 in Portland, Oregon. And he said, the devil will always have a ship ready for a person who wants to sail away from God. The devil will have always a ship ready for a person who wants to sail away from God. Do not argue with God. Do not be angry with God. When the Lord disturbs our planning, our life. Chapter 1, verse 1. The word of the Lord came to Jonah. And I was just wondering, maybe he was sitting at home, having a cup of tea. And the Lord said, Jonah, get up. Get going. There is a message for you. And that plan, the Lord disturbed. And he got mad. It is so good to surrender our life to the Lord and say, Lord, here I am. Send me. Who paid for Jonah's ticket? He did. Did he reach the destination? No. So do not waste our money, time, and energy. Just obey the Lord. Second character. That is in verse 10, chapter 4, verse 10. And it says that, but the Lord said, you have been concerned about this little plant. The second character was that, the Lord, Jonah was ungrateful for God's provision. There are several times it says that the Lord provided, the Lord provided, the Lord provided wine, the Lord provided comfort. The provision of God. We get ungrateful sometimes. In India, we get water for 20 minutes, water. You need to gather. 
Whenever I take shower, even this morning, I enjoy the American shower and thanking the Lord, Lord, this is great. We need to be grateful to the Lord for the Lord's provision. The Lord provided a big fish <coughs> to solo Jonah. The fish saved his life. The Lord provided the wine to ease his discomfort. Then there's a worm chewed the wine. It was a reminder that who is in charge. Then the Lord provided the east wind. Another reminder that God is the God of wind and the wave. God's provision. A wonderful Bible preaching church nearby, here. A pastor to look after. Yet many people, they don't come for Bible study prayer meeting or to the church. I heard this story. If your name is John, Jim, and Sam, please forgive me. This is just a story. A father had three children. John, Jim, and Sam. They lived very near to the church, but never went to church. One day, John was bitten by a snake, rattlesnake. And he was taken to the hospital. And the doctor said, there is no hope. Call the pastor elders from the church. Tell them to pray. Maybe the Lord would hear the prayer and he will get another chance. Immediately they sent a message to the pastor. And the pastor came. And John was laying down. No movement. And the pastor prayed. Oh, gracious, loving father. Thank you for sending the rattlesnake to bite John. Now he wants to come to church. He wants to come for prayer meeting and Bible study. And I pray that you may send two more, one for Jim and one for Sam. Another big snake, Lord, sent for the old man so that they could get, come to the church and get excited about the things of God. Two years ago, a rattlesnake, a snake came in the name of Corona. Eight million people died, four in India. Yet, we haven't turned to the Lord. Waiting for another snake. Jonah was ungrateful toward the, the provision of God. Finally, verse 11. Let me read. But Nineveh has more than 120,000 people who cannot tell from their right hand to left and many cattle as well. Should I not be concerned about great city? Jonah was unconcerned towards the punishment of God. He was ungrateful, unyielding, now unconcerned about the punishment of God. The Lord said, 40 more days, go and tell. I'm going to destroy Nineveh. Some people, 
they, they play hide and seek with God. And they say, so far I am fine. That is the grace of God. That's the mercy of God. God has a concern about the world. My professor, Dr. Stephen Alford said, once said, Nineveh was waiting for a repentant preacher. When a repentant preacher went and preached, the people got saved. Lucas verse 10. But the Lord said, you have been concerned about this wine. Concerned God, comfortable Christian. Jonah was so much concerned about this little wine. Little plant. But the Lord was concerned about people. People. Nineveh is founded by Noah's grandson. 60 miles. 1,500 big, big hall, big building. They used to peel people, people's skin and barbecue them. That kind of ruthless people. As you enter into Nineveh, with the skulls, you see written, welcome to Nineveh. They were that kind of people, but the Lord loves them. God was concerned about these people. The Lord told Jonah, you go now. Most Indian homes, they have a little plant called curry babe, curry leaves. They put in the curry. Not here, but in New York. How they take care of this plant, that's amazing. Winter time, they bring the plant inside, give water every day, they cover it up and give miracle grow. Summertime, they put it outside. The way they take care of that little plant, they are concerned about this little plant more than their next door neighbor. Concerned God, comfortable Christians. You may be saying, I am a lonely man, lonely woman. I am in Poconos. What can I do? I was reminded of this starfish story, starfish. A family went for vacationing early morning. Without telling, the sun got up and he went to the beach and he saw so many starfish dying. And he was picking up the starfish and throwing back to the water. Frantically, the parents were looking where their son is. Finally, they found. The father scolded him and said, Son, we've been looking for you. Why are you wasting your time, your life? Then he picked up one more starfish, threw that starfish into the water and said, I made a difference to this one. 
you can make a difference to at least one person. Concern God and comfortable Christian. The character of Jonah was, he was unyielding. He was ungrateful, unconcerned. Let's pray. Dear Lord, it is your word. Pray that you continue to speak to us. Help us, Lord, to obey you and to walk with you. Thank you, Father, for this church. Bless them abundantly. Thank you, Father, for the believers. Bless them abundantly, Lord Jesus, that we all may walk with you and bring glory and honor to you, Lord Jesus. In Christ's name we ask. Amen. God bless you.